Hi, I'm Jackie. And I'm Kelsey. And we're movie critics. JK! <laughs> and we just watched Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. <laughs> Is it recording? Because I don't see the little red dot. Mine says it's recording. Okay, cool. That's all that matters. Hey guys, Soup's professional over here. <laughs> <laughs> Soup's profesh. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I don't know why mine doesn't say it, but it's fine. Um, let's see. Okay, so yes, we watched Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Um, just a brief little synopsis from IMDb. Um, <laughs> tensions rise when trailblazing blues singer Ma Rainey and her band gather at a recording studio, studio in Chicago in 1927. Okay, good synopsis. It's basically what it's about. <laughs> I mean, it's, I didn't, I didn't exactly know what this was about, but I mean, literally the whole movie is at this recording studio in a matter of like a day. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't know really what it was about either. Like I had no idea. And I, I think that was the synopsis I read. It's on Netflix, you guys. So you can watch it for free, you know, mm -hmm. whatever free is according to Netflix, but you know what I mean? Um, and so, which was weird because I hadn't seen it like, oh, watch this. Like they hadn't promoted it. It seemed like, especially after it won a bunch of Oscars. Hello. Because it won several. Yeah. Right. And I was like, because I was looking back. Well, it was at least up for a lot anyway. It was up for a lot. And it won like, um, I was looking at my, I didn't write down all of the awards, but it won like makeup and hairstyling um, and a couple things like that, which were, you know, like pretty big things, but obviously not like best picture or whatever. But um, yeah, so I was a little bit bummed that Netflix hadn't promoted it for me. I had to like search for it, you know, like how you expect it to show up in your here's stuff for you to watch. Yeah. Like, uh, Netflix, you need to get your little search engine down better. Anyway. Yeah. But so it's starring Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, which I re I read, I've got some Jackie Fackies, of course, and one is that he died during post-production. So like they had just finished filming it and then he died like really recently after that. So um which is like super sad and I thought that he was really good it was definitely an excellent performance but I still would give the Oscar to Anthony Hopkins for the father yes I, I know, know how a lot of people, I know I agree I know a lot of people were upset that he didn't win and I obviously I do think obviously he did really good in it he's a great actor his performance right. in it was awesome but I mean all I have to say is have you seen the father because <laughs> yeah. Anthony Hopkins' performance in that was like an Oscar-winning performance. You know what I mean? Like literally, that, it that was Oscar-winning. <laughs> yeah, that one set. I don't know. It sets him apart. Like that was. No, it does, and that's that doesn't take away, and it doesn't take away from Chadwick's performance. Obviously, it was really good. He was nominated, which is just a huge deal, just to be nominated. Right. And even his family was like, we're fine with him not winning. Yeah. Like he won so many other awards, like, you know, we're fine. Yeah. So, and he really, um, he really is so great in this movie and it's so sad, good. you know, it's his last movie. And so I'm, I'm really glad I watched it just for that reason. Cause I did want to be able to speak on the, like him not winning the Oscar thing. Yeah. And I mean, I Viola Davis too. I mean, she did so good. 
the one reason I wouldn't give it was she nominated for best actress she was yeah and I would have been okay with her winning that but the one reason I wouldn't have given it to her is because Frances McDormand was in the entire movie of Nomadland like yeah and like I mean she did really good but I do I would have been okay with Viola Davis winning because I love the roles where you can't even tell that it's that actor you know what I mean? Right. And this is one of those roles for her. And that's what I was going to say. Look, because Frances McDormand won Best Actress and she was fantastic in Nomadland. And you're right. She was in like 90% of the movie or 95%. I mean, like a lot. Not that but, that means she should automatically just win because she's in more. Right. And Viola was like in way less of this movie. But honestly, I would have given it to Viola over Frances. Okay. I'm glad we, yeah. kinda, I'm glad we agree <laughs> on that. Yeah, and I mean, I still love Carrie Mulligan from Promising Young Woman, uh, and I felt like she could have won too, but this, for and Viola Davis is just amazing. She's always great in everything, and you're right, this is one of those performances where it was like, I don't even, I'm not even looking at her as Viola Davis, I'm looking at her as Ma Rainey, like yes. she's the literal person. Exactly. Um, and, and that's, those are the performances that, you know, but irregardless, she was fantastic. Definitely deserved the nom. Um, so, so it's based on a play, of course. Like, even if we're not going to talk about the movie, I always look up movies after I watch it and just find out facts. So I'm always like, because I didn't, when I was like looking at it, I didn't know that we were going to talk about it. So I do it whether we, <laughs> whether we do a review or not. But so it's based on a play by August Wilson. Um, and Ma Rainey is an actual person. Like she's an actual blues singer from back in the day. Um, and Black Bottom is her famous song, like Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So it's like those details are true, but like the, the, the storyline and what happens in this movie is I think fictionalized. Like, I don't know that, you know, all of the details, all of the people, you know, whatever, like it was a fictionalized um, version of like something that may have happened back then. You know, it's not necessarily like fact, um, but yeah, I was like, literally there's a part where Viola Davis is literally drinking a Coke and I was cracking up. Me and too. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, give her the Oscar right now. Like I, her drinking a Coke was amazing. <laughs> I had that written down too, Jack, when she's sipping that Coke and it's dead quiet and all you hear is the sipping. It was so funny for some reason. It's so funny. And so just like, just amazing. She, yeah, it was, I don't know. Um, I was like, I lost my train of thought. I would have given her the Oscar just for that. <laughs> um, and she, her character was totally like, just DGAF, like did not give an F about anything. And this was back in the 20s when black people, you know, I mean, I think we were still segregated and stuff at the time. They didn't, they didn't have as many rights as white people, but the talented ones got way farther. She basically said like, if I, if I wasn't making these white men money, then they wouldn't give an F about me. Exactly. She was, she was totally uh, like up to that. She totally got it that she's like, I make these guys money and that's the only reason they're nice to me. And that's the only reason 
you know, I'm, you know, successful. And it, there were a few sad parts where like, she's walking through the hotel and heading to the recording studio and all the white people are giving her ugly looks and being mean. And I was just, ew, stop it. It's mm-hmm. gross. Um, but basically what like the, the basic theme I felt like of the movie is it's about black singers and musicians because it's, it's her and then her band and also like her girlfriend and her nephew are all in this recording session, right? And um, they're all super talented, of course. But I, I don't know if this is something you're familiar with. So like at the end, I don't wanna say at the end, but it's kind of about black talent being stolen by white people, basically. Yeah. They would write the music and then the white producer would steal it and have his white orchestra or band play it and then be super successful off of that recording instead of the person who wrote it. Yeah, who wants to record to perform, it. Who wants to record it. They just, they just say no. And cause you know, like white people were just in a, like more of a position of power so they could just take it away from the black person and say, oh, well, we don't really like this. And then a month later, record it with some white singer and then be super famous, which is just crappy. Like it's awful. Yeah. And it's like, everything was set up for, for white people to succeed and for black people to just have everything taken from them. That's just mm-hmm. like basically what slavery did. It's disgusting, it's gross, I hate it. But it happened. And this movie is is a good representation of that, I think, where it's it's just a lot. Like, have you heard that like like Elvis is heavily <laughs> accused of this? Did you know that? And I know there's other there's other musicians that have um that like because you know Elvis when he first came out, he was so different and he was like bluesy and and rock and roll and a mix of all these different things. But, and I don't, I didn't look too far into this. I've looked at it a little bit before, but like he basically stole the, his mannerisms and the way he sings and, the, and his style from a black singer. And I don't know exactly who it was. And I don't know if it was like, you know, exactly copied and pasted, but they, they take a, their version of what a black person did and then make it successful. It's gross. And it's just exploiting them, you know, it, it's, it's not my favorite. Um, but the, the critics and everybody were like, it's just an appreciation of black culture and the way that, you know, even successful black people in the twenties, how they still had a really hard time and they were quote unquote successful, you know, more successful than, than other black people and how their lives were just difficult. You don't, you know, they had enough food to eat and they could stay in nice hotels, but they were working for the white man. And if they did it, they wouldn't be able to live that lifestyle. I don't know. It's just, it's, ew, it's gross. But um, so it's heavy dialogue, like heavy. There's not a lot going on. It's not, there's no, you know, car crashes or you know anything crazy actually there is a little car crash but yeah it say. all takes pl- there's like three sets where they film and it's like all in those three sets there's not a lot of moving around it's just and they're all just kind of sitting around either talking 
or playing music. Um, so it's, I always, I don't mind movies like that where it's just heavy dialogue, but you kind of have to be in the right mood for it. You really have to sit and watch, you know, carefully. Did you feel like that? Yeah, totally. I mean, when there's not a lot going on, it, I, it definitely had a play feel to it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Where I can see how that would easily be transformed into a play. Although in this case, it was the opposite. But It was the opposite, exactly. But yeah. I really, I mean, I did really like it. I liked the music just from like the 20s, you know, and yeah. in the scenes, like even when they were just talking, there'd be piano kind of in the background. Yeah. And I liked that. And then just like the 20s, like, the clothes and the like old yeah. microphones all of yeah. that stuff was really neat looking it was really cool it was styled really cool and you're right the clothes and everything were gorgeous and the um you know, the sets just and it's just amazing to me I don't remember exactly where they were recording where did it say in the synopsis that they were recording shoot Chicago? I can't remember keep talking oh yeah duh, Chicago Chicago and it's during the summer and it's no like it's hot so they're, uh, part of it is they walk into the studio and they're like, get some fans in here. They didn't have air conditioning. Mm -hmm. So they're burning up in this studio with suits and, and fancy dresses, not fancy, but you know, flapper dresses, like 20 style yeah. clothes, burning up, sweating, but making these amazing recordings. Like it was, it was, it was just really interesting. And, you know, it, some parts are a little bit sad. Um, but overall, like, I really liked it. I, I liked it more than I thought I would, especially going into it and not knowing at all what it was about. Um, and it was, I liked it, but it wasn't my favorite movie. You know, the performances were great. The movie, I would, you know, it's still in my top 10. I wrote my top 10 list for 2020, and we'll get into that later. It's still in my top 10, but it's towards the bottom. Like, I liked it. It was well made um, and Viola and Chadwick were amazing, but you know, not my favorite movie, if that yeah. makes sense. For it to be in your top 10, that's still really good though, because yeah. we see a well, lot of- We do see a lot of movies and everybody's been saying 2020 was, it was slim pickings for 2020. Like normally there's a hundred movies to choose from and this year there was like 30. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, mostly it was, a lot of mine was the, the best picture nominees, but there, you know, there were only seven, so I have a couple more, but um, I definitely liked it, and I would, I mean, I don't know if I would say it's family friendly, but I don't remember, did it have a lot of language? I don't really remember that. Well, it had some language, and it had the sex scene. Yeah. I don't Not know super. if it's family friendly. I mean, yeah. kids wouldn't like it. It'd be boring to kids, I think, it would that it, one room. Exactly. It, it always, the movies that are heavy dialogue, it always makes me think of the social network. Like that movie was really good and it was interesting, but it was all talking the entire time, which I always like, I get, I don't want to, it's just, it's a little bit more overwhelming to me than, than other movies where there's breaks, you know, and there's time jumps and there's, there's music and they give you some sort of break in the dialogue and I always notice it. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm like following every word. So I'm kind of like, Oh, I'm kind of tired by the end. Like that was a lot of words. <laughs> yeah, the of brain words. hurts. <laughs> brain hurts a little bit. You guys brain hurt, brain hurt. but um, yeah, I think that's 
basically all I have written down. Um, yeah, I would say watch it for sure, especially if you like music and if you like Viola and Chadwick. And honestly, how can you not? Uh, yeah. I mean, get with the prog. I have one more thing about it. Oh, okay. You know the guy at the end who's singing the Jelly Roll song that literally the very, very end. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That is Quinn Van Antwerp. You know him. He was Buddy the Elf in the musical that we saw. Oh, random. <laughs> I know that because I followed him on Instagram ever since we saw Buddy the Musical, Buddy the Elf the Musical in Houston. Uh, oh, that's and so I was like, oh my gosh, Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> that's a layer. Yeah, so we love um, Elf the movie so much that we went and saw a live production of it in Houston like a couple years ago and it's really good whether you see it you whether you watch Will Ferrell or whether you see it on a play it's really good yes such a good story yeah super good that's funny of course you still follow that guy from Instagram (laughs) yeah I loved it so much I found the main actor and went and followed him on Instagram and then here he was at the end of this movie I totally didn't I totally didn't even recognize that at all I I feel like I would recognize his face but he probably looks really different because it's a way different style than Buddy the Elf. Totally. <laughs> you know, it happens. But um, so do you have anything else to say or do you want to move on to what we what else we've been watching? No, that's all I have to say. So what have you been watching, Jackie? So I don't know if we ever talked about it last time, but I watched the college admission scandal. You watched that, right? I didn't watch it, but I listened to the True Crime Obsessed podcast about it. <laughs> of course you did. So it wasn't really my favorite. I didn't, it was interesting, but it didn't, I don't really feel like it told me anything more than what we already knew. And all the people that were involved have been sentenced, except for the main guy. So yeah you spend this whole documentary leaning, learning about all this shady stuff this guy did. And then at the very end, they're like, he's waiting to be sentenced. I'm like, why didn't you just wait until he was sentenced? Like, oh yeah, <laughs> we did talk about this last time, but that's okay. It did make me laugh on True Crime Obsessed though when Jillian was talking about it. Cause she was like, oh, like, she's like, yeah, like this guy, Rick Singer or whatever his name was, once yeah. he got caught, you know, and then he would like call them on the phone and be like, Oh, hey, yeah. So, like, remind me again, uh, how much did you wire me uh, for that? (laughs) And what was that for again? Was that to pretend that your kid was on the crew team? Like, (laughs) totally. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, for sure. I totally wired you $3 million. uh, And that was to get my daughter falsely on, uh, you know, it was like so So funny. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite. Wasn't my favorite documentary. I wrote down meh. So, you know, if you're super interested, you might watch it. So I really tried to make it all the way through Mank before the, before the Oscars. I only made it about halfway. Then again, meh, I have no plans to finish it. I don't really care to. It was the sets and the clothes and the makeup and, and everything was gorgeous, but it was super boring. I mean, boring. I was like, please let's pick up the pace here. I have absolutely no desire to finish it. So if you like boring movies that are just beautiful to look at, it's your kind of movie. Um, 
I finished Atypical, which season three, which I love that show so much. I'll probably start it over and binge it from the beginning because I love it. And I miss being in the world. We always say that as soon as you finish a show, I miss it. I feel like I want to go back and see my friends again. Right? No, you're so right. (laughs) And I love that show too. So good. And then the only other thing I wrote down, which is kind of random, is I am suddenly obsessed with the Keira Knightley Pride and Prejudice movie that came out several years ago. I've watched it several times in the last couple of weeks. Really? Yes. And I don't like, I'm like, I don't know if I'm just like, oh, it's so romantic. And I, but it is just such a beautiful movie. I don't know if you're familiar with Pride and Prejudice. I'm sure you're not. It's not really your kind of thing. But of course, it's Jane Austen. It's such a good book. It's a classic story, classic book. And I, the movie is just gorgeous. I love Keira Knightley. I love the guy that plays Mr. Darcy. I love the whole thing. I literally rewind all the romantic parts and I'm just like, <laughs> because Pride and Prejudice, right? It's like they meet, let me see if I can explain it sort of like in general. So they meet, Mr. Darcy is like super rich and Elizabeth play is Keira Knightley. She's in this like really close knit, family um that they only have daughters so that all of the daughters need to marry someone like kind of wealthy to take care of the whole family because otherwise it'll get passed on to some cousin that they don't even like right Mm -hmm. so they meet each other and they do not like each other like they clash and they both kind of make a, a first impression you know idea of the other person and they don't like each other So one of them is proud and one of them is prejudiced. That's why it's called Pride and Prejudice. And it's about, you know, that's why it's called that. And it's about how, hence, it's about how their perception of each other changes dramatically, like as things go on in their little world of people. So it's so good. And I'm just obsessed with it. I watched it last night and that's why I wrote it down. I'm like, I've watched it so many times. I need to write it down. So you guys, the movie's beautiful. I totes recommend. <laughs> I mean, now I feel like I should watch it because you you love it so much. I just need to see what it's about, you know? You know, I don't know if you would like it. I mean, <laughs> is, is Angela into like literature or anything? I mean, not really. And I know Kelsey, what's the what's the quote you said to me one time? If there's one thing that's not my thing, it's books. <laughs> I, I don't read books. Like maybe an audio book every now and then, but right. I well, and I like this is I've read the book before. I mean, and and like not when I was in school. I read it, you know, on my own just for fun, and I enjoyed it. It's been years. Like I, it kind of makes me want to get the book back out and read it again. I'm sitting there going, okay, I would like another movie. I need to follow up with this sister's perspective. I need to follow up with this dude's perspective. I'm like, I could just watch it. I just need, I just want to like live in the world more. You know, it's, that's exactly what it is. That's such a good feeling though, when you have something like that, right? It is. And it's weird because the movie's like from 2005, like it's not new. But I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that um, it it was well received at the time. And a a book like that is it's really hard 
it's so well loved by so many people that it's difficult to kind of please everywhere, everyone. And I, I think that it was well received that, you know, it, it's a good interpretation. So I don't know, you might like it. I don't know if you would get it. I really feel like I didn't get it fully the first time I watched it and I get it a little bit more each time. And I'm always like, oh, that's why he did that. Like at the beginning, <laughs> you know, or whatever. So. I mean, I do want to, I want to download the Harry Potter books. I think I'm going to start like listening Ooh. to those because I love like what re-binging the movies and just like diving into that world, just like that. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, and you then, so like, going to Universal, it feels like you're actually there. Oh so, yeah. And I, I need to read the book so that I actually get even more detail. No, you so should. And you know, I always have an Audible subscription and the, like the first book especially is almost always in their like top 50 books of being downloaded to listen to. Like it's still really popular. And obviously it's really popular for a reason. The books are really good. I read all the books one time and I really feel like you should because there's way more stuff that happens in the books. Like it's, it's very, you know, dwindled down to like just the the most needed details for the movies so yeah i think you totes should <laughs> okay i probs will you totes should <laughs> what else what else have you been watching um oh my gosh well you know this but we've been deep diving into beauty and the geek australia <laughs> I don't know, one day so and, random. yeah it's on amazon prime and she likes watching random like reality shows and one day she started watching it and I saw a little bit of an episode with her and I was like, I don't want you to watch this without me. <laughs> and so we just started binging it. And we're, it's funny because we watched the most recent season, which was like, I think in like 2014, it's been a minute. Yeah. And so now we're just going backwards. Like we're watching every season <laughs> backwards since we started with the most recent and we're That's still amazing. watching it. We just watched it when she was home on her lunch, like an hour ago. Like, That's amazing. It's just good. <laughs> I mean, the way that it works is they pair up like 10 geeks with 10 beauties, like 10 pretty girls who yeah. like, I think they, I don't know. I think they might dumb it down a little bit and they're probably smarter than they act, but they probably. seem like they don't have like the highest IQs. And these guys yeah. are like so dorky and the dorky guys are the best part. And like they do challenges each week and then a beauty wins a challenge and a geek wins a challenge, but they're like with their same pair. So then those okay. two pairs are like safe for the week and they put up, they each put up another pair for elimination and they do a quiz between the two of them. And then oh. the geeks also get makeovers and it's just so <laughs> funny. But yeah. Anyway, so highly recommend if you're needing just a good fun reality TV binge and well, my and part of it is um, like, you know, reality TV, it's always people fighting and all this stuff. These yeah. contestants are all like best friends. They're always so sad when they have to put up someone for elimination. And so it's just, it's just wholehearted, good reality TV where there's not like all this bickering and fighting all the time. Right. Not a ton of fighting. No, I do like that. And I was going to say, there is nothing like a good full season binge of a reality show when you can sit down and watch it from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. It's really more enjoyable than you think and because they have old seasons of the bachelor on hulu they have the bachelor and bachelorette and bachelor in paradise from like australia and new zealand and other places on hbo max and i have watched several so i totally get that you can watch it from beginning to end you don't have to wait a week for an episode mm -hmm. it's 
it's fun super fun <laughs> and we did the same thing I, we've also been watching the circle and it oh, came yeah. out four episodes at a time for like three weeks and then the most recently this last wednesday the finale was on and so Ooh, now okay. it's done it's all on netflix and it was really good i was super into that too another reality yeah. tv binge i did you told me about that and i did start the first season and I might have finished the first episode and I was interested and it reminds me I need to go back and watch some more like I feel if I watch a little bit more I'll be really hooked so it, it was definitely cool and how some people are being themselves some people are doing a catfish yeah it was it was interesting yeah we just recently started the first season because Angela's already seen that one but I want to watch it now that oh, yeah. I, I finished the second one and she said the first season was better. Like, and I can already kind of tell even by the first episode that the first season does seem kind of better, but the second really? one is still good. So if you do yeah. like the first one, obviously I recommend watching the second one. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's really about it. I watched a couple movies recently, but I watched duets. That It's like a movie from, I want to say the 80s that my dad, I watched no, it my dad. It's not from the 80s. It might be like from the early 2000s. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because Gwyneth Paltrow's in it, but she's young. Yeah, I've never actually seen it. I know the song from it, the famous song. It was really good. It has Paul Giamatti or whatever, however you say that. Oh, yeah. I know. People like it. It's from 2000. Okay. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, good job, Jack. (laughs) Yeah, but other than that, that's all that I've been watching, really okay i haven't i haven't really watched a ton of other things obviously because we already talked about mine (laughs) but i was gonna say i wrote down all of the oscar winners um i sat down and watched the entire oscar show sat and watched all three and a half hours of it i actually did you watch any of it you just kept with it up up i kept up with it as the awards were happening online Right. So I watched the entire thing. I actually really liked it, how it was smaller. Um, every, everything, of course, was social distance. And they were all sitting at like tables of four that were all spread out. Um, and none of that really bothered me. I didn't mind um, the way they did it. They didn't have a host. You know, like the, the first person, I, I forget her name. Um, the lady was like came out and she was giving the first award and she just not Angela Bassett what is her name um, oh gosh I'm, I can't remember but she just like did a little thing at the beginning and um, which was good um, they didn't do the songs and stuff like they they recorded them there was like a pre-Oscars thing and they kind of played them at that and then whenever they were doing the best song category they just played little snippets I feel like which was good. But anyway, so number one award of the night, first one was original screenplay and our girl Emerald Emerald Fennell won for Promising Young Woman. I was so happy. I was like, yes, "Yes, get it girl. It was so good. And then the father won for adapted screenplay, which we also love that movie. Um, Daniel Kaluuya won for supporting actor for Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, Yu Jung Yoon from Minari won for Best Supporting Actress for Minari, duh. Um, and then Chloe Zahao for Director um, for Nomadland, and then Sound of Metal won Sound, which I was like, totes deserved. Remember yes. the sound stuff in that movie was so good. Um, and then Not Last, which, which really <laughs> threw me for a loop, 
they did best picture like second to last. So I was sitting there going, wait, have they done best best actor? I was all confused. But anyway, no man won. I don't understand that at all, but whatever. I think like I read a little bit that they were trying to change it up a little bit. And honestly, it's fine. I think they, whatever. I didn't mind the, the different order because they usually also open up the movie or open up the show with best supporting actor. So they did it a different or best supporting actress, one of them, but they, they changed it up. And I'm, I'm okay with a little bit of change because like, we don't need to see the same show every year with different people. I mean, come on. So, and then Frances McDormand won for best actress. I said, no man land won best picture of, which I agree totes deserved very good and then anthony hopkins won for actor which again totes deserved it was a little weird that he wasn't there <laughs> so they just ended the show with we accept this award on his behalf thank you good night like that was the end oh wow <laughs> it was so weird like if they had flipped it because the people who picked the order i don't know maybe they don't know who the winner is because there are people there that work for the the company that counts the tallies or whatever, they could have said, no, you're going to want to do Best Actress last because Frances McDormand would have made the end of the show amazing if yeah. they had just flipped it. But I think they were thinking maybe that Chadwick Boseman was going to win and then they could end it on that, but then he doesn't win. So it's kind of weird. <laughs> but I was happy with all of the awards. I wasn't super mad at any of them. Um, but then so I went and made my top 10 list for 2020. You guys, I know you've been waiting. I know you've been waiting patiently for this. <laughs> and Kelsey is maybe going to work on hers. Maybe not. But so. Well, I, mean, one, I feel like mine's going to be basically the same as yours. If okay. you're missing one or two, I'll throw mine in there. Okay. So number one, hands down, Promising Young Woman. You knew that already. Agreed. 100%. Best movie yes. I've seen in the last 10 years. Okay, maybe <laughs> minus bridesmaids. <laughs> so number two, Nomad Land. Really liked it. Very good. Um, number three, Sound of Metal. I really liked that. Number four, The Father. Number the Father. Five, the Father. Number five, Minari. Number six, Judas and the Black Messiah. Number seven, Trial of the Chicago Seven. Number eight, now we're getting into not nominated movies. Number eight is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And then number nine, so the last two, I literally just went for movies that were surprisingly entertaining and way better than I thought they were going to be. So number nine is Freaky with Vince oh, Vaughn. Yeah. Where they do the, like, super entertaining though, right? Entertaining, this year, yeah. This year was Slim Pickens. And then number 10, Barb and Star. <laughs> I was like look I have to put that on my list because that movie made me so happy and I laughed a lot it was just such a delightful movie it was like the dumbest movie but still <laughs> so funny so uh, funny so, you, uh, you forgot to add Tenet and oh my <laughs> god barf oh we hated that movie I hated it still I still hate it um so I but I have a couple honorable mentions so this seems like it was forever ago, but it actually did count for this year was Birds of Prey with Harley Quinn and Pretty Margot good. Robbie, my girl crush. I love her so much. And then another one is Enola Holmes, cutest movie with 11 from Stranger Things. 
um, and my guy crush, Henry Cavill. <laughs> yes. Who, by the way, is now dating somebody that he met like while working on that, that show. Oh. And it's a girl. I always felt like he was maybe going to come out as gay. Oh, I kind of thought he was gay too. She's like a production assistant. And like they're posting it on Instagram. Like they're public. Um, anyway. And then my third honorable mention, you guys, this movie was so good, um, was I Still Believe, the Jeremy Camp movie. It's like one of those Christian movies. But the story was so good. And it was so sad. But like really uplifting at the same time. Like, y'all, I felt it. I cried like it gave me a really good cry so I really liked it it's up there and then my documentary best one of the year is American Murder Family Next Door about that douche Chris Watts the way they did the the documentary where it was all from her perspective all of her Facebook posts all of her text messages was fascinating I loved it like I kind of want to go back and rewatch it but I don't because it's so awful what he did um, so then others that I just did not put on my list, but it was, I was like, okay, these are other ones that came out this year. Mank, ew, I wrote ew. Emma, I did like Emma, okay. It wasn't my favorite. The one with Anya Taylor-Joy. Mm-hmm. Um, the Borat movie, which was, it was fun. Let him go. <laughs> on the- <laughs> I might have the Borat movie on my top 10. <laughs> so let him go. I don't know if we ever talked about this on here, but. It has Kevin Costner and Diane Lane where they're trying to go get their grandson from somebody like their their son died and the daughter-in-law takes him and she's married some crazy family. I did not like it. It was beautifully shot and stuff, but it, I did not like the movie. I did not like the story. Um, also, Rebecca, remember we watched that with... Um, not a big fan of that. Army Hammer? Yeah, Army Hammer. I'm like, I'm throwing out so many things I can't remember. It was not my favorite, but we watched it. Um, also the rental remember with um where they go and have the airbnb yeah i actually like that movie i liked it too um and then happiest season was the lesbian christmas movie and chemical hearts remember with uh what's her face from lily what's her name uh reinhardt yes from from riverdale um so those were all like other ones that I just came across and was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that movie. <laughs> One you didn't put on there that I know you LOL that, but what? also I understand that why it's not in like your top 10, but bad trip. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, yes. I was going to well, say that kind of came out this year, but no, it's gonna, 2020. Oh, it does. I was going to say, I think I was kind of just mentally putting it into 2021. But that, y'all, that movie is hilarious. I laughed so, so hard. And then <laughs> one more that, oh yeah, that movie's so funny. If, <laughs> you need a good laugh, but it's very inappropriate. So like, oh uh, yeah, don't watch very. your children. Um, <laughs> one I would put on there that you haven't seen yet is The King of Staten Island. Oh, and I do still want to watch that. That I is really on my list. Yeah, I, I do want to watch that one for sure. But can um, I say, so, sorry, no, I interrupted you. As as I'm looking at these 2020 movies, you know, you and I, we typically like most things that we see. We yeah. love some, but like, it takes a lot for us to not like a movie. Right. There were like at least three in 2020 that we did not like, which I'm kind of surprised. So yeah. like the year of crappy movies. Like, kind of. I mean, it really I mean, it was just goes on. 
Yeah, well, one of them is I Care A Lot. We did not Oh, like gosh, it. I hated that movie. Um, Tenet, of course, was, like, probably the worst movie I've ever seen in theaters. I had no idea. Hated what... it, hated it, hated it. <laughs> there was another one. I Oh, maybe I was thinking of Rebecca. Yeah, we didn't like that one either. It was... It had potential, but it didn't quite get there. It was like, I can tell that, they're le- that there's important stuff that they're not giving me enough information about. Yeah. So, I mean, that we did also see Unpregnant. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah, that was good. Really cute. That was movie. pretty good. Good, good message. Yes, good message. Exactly. That's basically it. Oh, I, also Downhill with Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Will Ferrell. Did you oh see that? Oh my gosh, throwback. Yeah, we, we saw that we together. Saw theaters, right? Yeah. And that movie was so weird. It was. It was like, I don't know if this is funny, but like also I never care to see it again. No, exactly. There were, okay, so there were parts that were super awkward that made me laugh just because it was so awkward, but it was painfully awkward at so many times to where it wasn't, it was just kind of dry funny, you know, where it's not, you know, you would think with Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Will Ferrell that it would be nonstop, you know, Elaine dancing, Will Ferrell dressed up as Elf kind of funny, but it is not that at all. So, um, yeah, I would take a pass on that. And a throwback, because I'm pretty sure that was at the beginning of 2020. And it seems like that was 10 years ago. So Seriously, yeah, it does. We, we literally saw it in theaters before March, obviously, because that's when everything yeah. closed. Yeah, and I was going to say, I saw I Still Believe right when the pandemic was starting. Like, you could still go to movie theaters, but people were starting to not go. Um, but I, you know, I went um, with like your parents and some other people and everybody really liked it. And it was a, got me a good cry, you guys. Yeah. Um, but so I just have a couple pop cults. Um, so, and I just saw this yesterday. There's a new Stranger Things season four, new trailer, which just came out, which looks really interesting. It looks like they're showing a bunch of stuff from Eleven's childhood, like when she's in that weird place. Yeah. Of course, it's just a teaser because and I don't know what it's, I feel like they said summer. I can't remember exactly when, when I said, can you look on your phone and see when it's supposed to come out? Because yeah. I'm super excited about that. And then the other thing that's going on, did we talk about it last time? Josh Duggar is ill. He is so Ugh. gross. What is wrong with that dude for real? Like Seriously. he's already... So whenever it happened before, like it came out that he had done stuff when he was a kid, like, and we don't know exactly what, but sometimes to his, even his own sisters. And then that was public. Then he was found on the Ashley Madison site, um, even though he's claiming to be like, you know, the super religious, you know, I'm an upstanding citizen. Um, And he got busted for that. And then now he's gotten busted for child pornography on his computer. Ew. And did you see... Like, uh, don't want to like, I don't know, trigger warning, but it was yeah. like sexual abuse to kids, like bad things. Like bad. No. Yeah. It was not that there's any sort of, of good, of course it's all disgusting, but the, and they put that in the article, like on E where they're like, look, this may trigger you, but it was like, I mean, sexual abuse of babies and stuff. I mean, it's disgusting. So he's gross. And the thing is, I always remember this because, you know, I love um, psychology 
in diagnosing people, even though I have zero qualifications to do so, but I listen to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> but one of the, there's like a psychopathy checklist where it's like somebody is a psychopath and obviously, you know, the main ones like murder or um, abusive children. But another one is when you get caught doing something and you don't repair yourself to not do it again. Like you're not, a, like you do it again and just don't care. Like getting caught doesn't help you stop doing it, if that makes yeah. sense. And yeah. he's he's been in trouble for this kind of stuff-ish before and he don't care, he's gross. Yeah, he is gross. He's disgust. So um, then the only other thing I have is a couple batch nash, which supposedly, go ahead, you say it. Well, I have two other really quick things. It's it okay. Was- so Righteous Gemstone season two is coming out sometime oh, this year, I think. Or they're filming oh, right. they're Yeah, filming. you yeah, which no. that show is hilarious also. Like, so excited for season two of that. And yes. season two of Ted Lasso comes out in July. Oh, that's right, I forgot. So good. Uh, both of those shows are so good. Those are like gems that like not everyone watches, but everyone should. Righteous Gemstones, you guys, like I laugh so hard like my stomach hurts in some parts it's really funny especially if you grew up around churches <laughs> i rewatched the whole season because it was so funny you know i don't know that i've ever actually finished it but um i need to because um you know how it just gets farther and farther back in what you've watched and then you forget about it anyway Ugh, but so sorry i forgot you had a few pop quotes but the no. only batch that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. The, the I have one more thing too, but it is also Batch Nation. So go ahead with what you're about to say. Okay. So I saw on E yesterday that Rachel and Matt are hanging out. They posted a picture on Insta where they're getting pedicures or something. And it seems like they're kind of maybe, you know, he's maybe open to, I don't know. You can never tell. They might just be hanging out as friends. But just the fact that they're hanging out, I feel like it's a big step, like publicly hanging out. You he like know? had his arm around her in one photo too. I mean, seems like more than friends, but what do we know? Like, I'll call him after this and find out. But. Yeah, I mean, like maybe just throw him a text. I'll, you call Matt, I'll call Rachel. Let's um, just bring him on. Matt, yeah. you there? <laughs> Are you there? <laughs> so funny. But like, I kind of hope that they do. I. I hope that she is, you know, grown from all the stuff that happened and, and because it really does seem like they love each other. And I mean, I say it every year, I really (laughs) hope that they would make it and they usually don't like, cause I keep thinking this, if Zach and Tay should break up, like I'll probably cry. I'll be so sad. They're so cute and they still post together and stuff. He just is such a great guy and we love Taish. Yes, love Taish and I love Zach. I kind of want my very own Zach to be my boyfriend. So, you know, if there's any guys out there who are like Zach and are as hot as him, you know, call me. Call Jackie. (laughs) Anyway, and he's like funny and cute. Oh man, but which is like best combination you know he's sweet he's also extremely humble I mean I could go on and on he's hot and he's funny I just is there a better combination anyway um but yeah so I'm happy for Rachel and Matt I hope that you know they if anything 
if they're not together, I mean, at least they could be friends and they went through something together and that yeah. could be a positive thing, you know, even if it's just that. Totally. And is it, is it, um, when is Katie's season supposed to start? Like it's not June soon, 7th. OMG, a month? One month from today when we're recording this, May 7th. Yeah. Oh, I totally thought it was way farther out than that. Oh, I'm super excited then. Nope, and we go straight from hers to Bachelor in Paradise, I believe August 16th, if I remember right. So it's an exciting summer, Jackie. I mean, and we're going to have Big Brother that I'm going to watch this year. Like, we are just, our dance card is full, you guys. What a time to be alive right now. That's what I always say. We're definitely going to have to do a weekly (laughs) ep because we're going to need to be recapping Big Brother. Oh my gosh. Oh, totes. And yeah, we, we're going to get better about this, you guys. It's seriously been slim pickings with the movies, but once we're back on with Batch Nation, because, you know, I always have way too much to say about everything. So Yeah, we're in the off season. <laughs> yeah, it's like on Almost Famous when they just like bring in guest stars. So like, you know, if, if Grocery Store Joe or, you know, anybody from Batch Nation wants to just hop on and, and talk to us. We would love that. Call us, yeah. Just call us, you guys. Send us a DM on Insta. Um, <laughs> we'll send you the Zoom link. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so what a time to be alive. Summer's coming up. We have a trip to Vegas coming up. Super excited. <laughs> Uh, excuse me, my 40th birthday is coming up also. That's why we're going to Vegas. You guys, I'm turning 40. And I mean, I, I've, it feels like any other birthday really, but it's just kind of a big one. When I turned 30, I bought myself a house, but you know what? I did just sign the papers on my refinance for my home with a way lower rate. So that's my birthday present to myself for 40. So there you go. That is adulting <laughs> at its finest. I mean, adulting AF for real. So, you know, I, I feel, you know, you know, when you're like, I wonder by 40, like if I'll be successful and I'm like, do I consider myself successful? I mean, I'm not, not successful. (laughs) I'm not a failure. So (laughs) as long as you're happy, that's the important part. And you know me, I'm happy. Um, And Kelsey's going to be turning 30 in October. So we got that coming up. I know, like, did you, like, do you feel weird at all, like, turning almost 30, or do you just not care? I don't, although it's weird whenever I see, like, Bachelor contestants who are, like, 22 now, because I'm like, man, all those people used to look so old to me, and now yes. I'm way older than them. I still feel, <laughs> like, I still think of myself as, like, a 20-year-old. No, and so, honestly, Kelsey, I do, too. I honestly think of myself, like, 22, 23, um, and I just... It's fine because age is a state of mind. You are as old as you behave, you know? Yeah. And I am an old lady who likes to just like, you know, sit on my couch and knit, but I also like to, you know, have fun and talk to you on Zoom about this crazy stuff we're doing and whatever. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, and when I turned 30, I was like, okay, I'm buying myself, I'm buying a house by myself. So I was like, what? Hashtag adulting, FRFR. Mm-hmm. So I was fine with turning 30 because of that so you know not to say that you have to buy a house by October because we know that's not going to happen but no uh, way yeah I just moved into a new townhouse with my girl uh, yeah and with your GF and yeah and you guys are you know making wise decisions and you're you're like you know getting ready for your future so that's that's an accomplishment as well 
the accomplishment is whatever you want it to be you know what I mean yeah and honestly I always say this but the thing that really makes me feel old it's not actually turning 40 it's like when my brother turns 40 or when you turn 30 that makes me feel whoa um because like my brother's a couple years behind me so when he's 40 I'm like whoa I'm really 40 I'm like hashtag (laughs) really 40 (laughs) anyway you know it puts it into perspective it sure does. And, you know, like you said, we're all happy. We're all good. We can't complain, you know? Oh, yeah. Very thankful. Yeah, for, for real. So do we have any idea of what we could talk about next time? Or are there any, like, movies coming out? I mean, they're starting to put more do. movies in theaters. What? Um, there's one called Uncle Frank that we're wanting to watch. That's on Amazon Prime. You should watch the trailer right after this. It looks really good. It's about... I forget the main actor's name. Um, I'll look it up right now, but it's a, he's like the gay uncle, but like it, I think it happened like years, a few years ago, not a few years ago, but like, I think it maybe is set in the nineties or something. Uh-huh. Um, and he's not out to his family, but then like, I think the dad dies. So then he goes home and like, they're debating on if his boyfriend should go. Oh. I don't think that's exactly right, but it's somewhere along those lines. Yeah. It came out in 2020 and it's on Amazon prime. And, and he's in it? It is, let me see, Paul Bettany. Bettany. Oh, okay. And then the girl from It, the redheaded girl from oh, It, yeah. she's like the niece in It. And oh, then, okay, that sounds interesting. Yeah, and Judy Greer, the one who's like the best friend in a bunch of movies. Oh, yeah, I love her. She's great. Yeah, that sounds so, good. I've never heard of it. Watch the trailer after this, Jack, because I want to see what you think, and maybe we can do that next. Okay. I want to yeah, see so this. It's good. Definitely, I know, and I don't know, like... I mean, summer movies should be coming out, but again, we're, nothing is the way it usually is, just like it hasn't been for the last year. So who knows what it'll be, but you know, is, isn't there like some, isn't like maybe Black Widow, Scar Joe fixing to come out? I don't know. They've been waiting on that for a long time. They've been waiting on A Quiet Place 2 for a long time. They've been holding oh, on to that. Yeah. I feel like that's coming soon. Um, so oh. I did look up Stranger Things season four and it looks like it's not going to be released till 2022. Ew! That's rude! It's like a teaser trailer, but it's not going to be out for a while, apparently. A teaser for like a year? Ew. Okay. Yeah. So, but they, they love doing that and they're teasing us because they know we want to watch it. Season three of that one was so good. Like I've long. definitely, I've rewatched that more than twice, probably three times I've gone and watched the entire thing. And now I kind of watch it again. Oh, and I was just talking to my brother and sister-in-law who never watched it. And I was like, get with the Prague. It's so good. Yeah, that was like the biggest thing in pop culture in the last like five years. For real. And they were, they were, cause they were sitting there watching, my nephew likes the Godzilla versus Kong or whatever movie. And Eleven, Millie Bobby Brown is in it. And they were like, oh, the girl is so cute. I was like, oh yeah, Eleven. And they were like, Ugh, what? They've got, I'm like, actually a little jealous that they haven't seen it. Cause now they get to live that. I know. And they're not really like huge. I don't know. Sit down and binge a series. I mean, they have a four-year-old and they're busy. And honestly, of all the people we know, like, well, Caleb does, your brother does, but my brother is just not, he doesn't sit and watch stuff. He watches sports all day, every day. Um, so, you know, but yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to tell them that they should watch it again. Cause I'm like, it's so good. And it's from the eighties. Anyway, <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> like you said, I'm jealous that they get to watch it for the first time. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah and Yellowstone I think is coming this summer too I really want you to finish it I really want you to finish it before the new season comes out because Kelsey it's going to be huge like they're talking about it on Bobby Bones and everything they're like Yellowstone's coming back this summer and Bobby Bones said he was a holdout on Yellowstone and he waited and he watched it and he loves it like it's so good yeah, we need to get back on it. Actually, we were going to last night, but then we watched Beauty and the Geek instead. So I just oh. have to be in the right mindset to watch something serious and really focused. I mean, serious. No, you do. And that's why, like, I, seriously, I don't know if Angela will like it. She might, but like, if she does it, then maybe it would just be one that you could like watch on your lunch break or whatever. Totally. Because it, it is kind of one of those shows, like you you do kind of need to pay attention. You know, it's yeah. like, there's a lot going on and there's only like 10 episodes every season. So it's not like, you know, a, a big commitment. I mean, each one is an hour. So that's 30 hours. That's a lot of hours, but um, <laughs> it's, it's so good. And I'm, I think I, I watched it and then I rewatched it. And I think maybe now I'm on the third rewatch <laughs> season two. Like it's, it's kind of just like on in the background and I just like perk up for the good parts. It's good. Anyway, I'll get on it for real. I think, I think you should. So yeah. Do we have anything else? I guess that's it. Are we done? I'm done. All right. I guess I'll say it. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> <Can't> bye. <laughs>